Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to The Favorites. The podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. And I am thankfully, I say this with all sincerity, thankfully going to be joined today by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Because on the last episode, you made a bold statement. We're going to get to all that in a second. A bold statement that could have meant you were no longer on the show. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to the entire slate of games. We're going to talk about the angles we like on every game, the sides we like on every game. We will start narrowing it down for the Thursday podcast. We will probably get into our big balls, better the week, or our Simon Says, better the week. Reminder, Action Network, for those who are still new to the podcast in the Volume Podcast Network. We are a sports betting media company focused on serving sports bettors everything they need to get smarter. And there are a lot of people who are new to sports betting, states are legalizing it, who are becoming comfortable with it, who are just discovering who we are. We got experts like Simon. We got experts like Chris Raybon and Stucky on the Action Network podcast. We got experts like Colin Wilson, who does college football. Everyone is focused on research data, how they make better picks. Everyone who does these things, they're pretty big bettors. They're not people out there selling their picks on Twitter. They are big betters doing this for a long time, doing it for you, doing it for us, doing it for me, doing it for Matt Mitchell, our producer, doing it for everybody. <sighs> Simon, it's good to see you, brother. Chad, you're only happy to see me because I was the only person telling you the Bears were going to win. That's the only reason you're happy to see me. Listen to me. We can get to the Bears and Matt Nagy. We can get to Matt Nagy's latest foibles, which are Andy Dalton is still QB1. And by the way, <laughs> even though Bill Lazor was calling the plays, yeah, uh, everything went through me. Every, like. <laughs> What the fuck, dude? Where did you get your leadership training? Like are, you so, are you so fucking insecure that you can't just do what is right in front of you and feel like if you make that decision when everyone else is saying it, you're only doing it because the crowd told you to do it? Those people are the worst fucking people in the world when it comes to trying <laughs> to lead somebody. Just make the right decision. Do you know what happens when you make the right decision? In a month when everything is going well, no one remembers, oh, it was the crowd telling you to do it. No one remembers, oh, it was your assistant making the decisions. All they know is you're the fucking genius who's coaching a winning team. I love striking a nerve in you. It's the best. I can't stand people who, who are incompetent and can't get out of their own way. <laughs> and, and like, it just, it, I like nothing more than 
efficiency and competency. Speaking of, Simon, we were a 56-yard doink away from the Patriots winning and you having to retire from betting. After we were done recording last week, we were off air. And you made a comment to me and Matt Mitchell. I'm going to play it right now. Matt Mitchell is going to play it right now. And then we will unpack it for a second. See you tomorrow. Good luck, boys. Yeah, if if, uh, the Buccaneers or the Chiefs lose, man, I'm going to lose all my money I've won this year. Let's make sure that at least one of them wins. No, I need both, bro. It's like my, it's by far my biggest, my biggest bet. I have way too much. It's so chalky. I feel gross, but it's like, holy shit. The Bucks lose, dude. I might have to retire, Chad. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Matt, make sure we talk about this on Tuesday. So you are a massive better. You do this professionally. You lived in Vegas for a long time. What I pay you at Action Network is a pittance compared to what you make as a professional better, what you bet in a weekend. You went in for a healthy amount on a Chiefs Bucks parlay. Explain to people what you did, why you did it, and then how you were feeling after. You pay me a very fair salary, Chad. I, but yes, I do gamble with just an unhealthy amount of money, but it's not all my money. Um, if you're new to the show, I do work for a betting group. And basically, my clients, they bet their own money, but my group gives me a large sum of cash. And I use that for the season. And I, I give that money back, but I take a big cut out of it. So basically, it's like you're playing with house money. It's my group's money. But still not a good look if you lose that money. Um, you don't want to be that guy going back to having to put your own money up because you lost all the group's money. Uh, so I told you guys pretty much I don't like doing big bets until later in the season. Um, again, we had a guy who won a contest with us. I didn't give him this bet just because it's too early in the year. But this is one of my really big bets. I pretty much told you I'm taking everything I've won this season and I'm putting it on a money line parlay or like a teaser of uh, – the Chiefs and the Bucks. Now, I didn't do that completely. Like, I broke it down a little more. Like, I had the Bengals thrown in there and a couple different ones. Um, but basically, when it came down to it, yeah, that field goal was a six-figure flip for me. Because Just because that Thursday game, I felt like I got so lucky with the Bengals. I was like, okay, I'm destined to fail here. Like, I, I didn't know what game it was. I thought it might have been the Chiefs, but it was between them and the, uh, the Buccaneers where I was like, one of them are going to drop one of these games. Honestly, though, I was not scared. Once that Patriots game got going, it kind of played out exactly the way I envisioned it, where if they would even if even they made that field goal, Brady had 53 seconds left in two timeouts. Like if Tom Brady's Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan wins this game. It did feel a little bit like Belichick fell on the sword there. Belichick always goes for it on that fourth and fourth down, fourth and three. He's going to throw that ball there. You know, you're not going to kick the 56 yard field goal in the pouring rain. I had about 350 bets this weekend and i'd say four of them were for 95 percent of my money that weekend so that that was a that was a scary feeling there hanging on by a thread with the buccaneers the bucks uh chiefs money line was was part of that was one of those four bets we talked about that was just pure situational where if this line was 10 the chiefs were minus 10 and the buccaneers were minus 10 never would have touched it it just wouldn't have been worth it but we talked about because they're both on the road you're getting such a low number. Brady's the only person. I mean, people know they listen to the show. If a dog is at home getting more than 90% of the money or getting less than 10% of the money and 10% of the bets, every day of the week, I money line that dog and I home and I bet that dog. But it was Tom Brady. That was my whole reasoning behind he breaks all the gambling rules. So 
it was a sweat until once the game started. I was just like, you know what? All I need is Tom Brady to win this game. Is he really going to lose this game? And we saw the result. No, he was never going to lose that game. So it, it was definitely scary as hell when he's overthrowing all these guys left and right. And you're just like, why did I bet six figures on this? Bill Belichick, I mean, he he is the scariest. But no, Tom Brady, it's he he seriously is the glitch in the matrix. He's one of a kind, Tom Brady. So it's it's rare for me to kind of do that with the road favorites, but he makes me feel safe doing it. So listen, uh, by the way, programming note, on Thursday, uh, we're going to have Seth Wickersham on. Seth, of course, is a senior writer at ESPN and has a book that for the last 10 days has been the nonstop talk of the sports betting world called It's Better to Be Feared. That is a deep dive into the Brady-Belichick-Craft relationship and the dynasty of the past 20 years. I've read the book. Seth is one of my closest friends. I was his editor at ESPN for 15 years when I was there. The first time he ever wrote about Tom Brady, he was a 24-year-old kid who was sitting next to me who said, I think I want to go up to Foxborough and write about this backup quarterback that's going to be taken over for Drew Bledsoe. He is as inside that trio as it gets. And we're going to talk about the book and talk about Brady a little bit more. But there are some moments in that book that for betters are captivating. What happened in that Seattle Super Bowl with Malcolm Butler and what happened in that Falcon Super Bowl when they came back. The book is as in-depth and thoughtful and thoroughly reported as anything you're ever going to get. Like for a sports fan, a football fan, a fan of good reporting, it's amazing. We're going to talk about it on Thursday with him. The other thing you mentioned, money line, money line. Jets, money line. Giants, money line. Parlay. We told people to do it. We told them. You said it's ugly. It's disgusting. The Jets are going to win this week. One of those games where I felt like I sold my soul. Like I, this whole weekend, I felt like I sold my soul for all these wins and covers. But the Jets won and lost that game about 15 times before they finally actually won the game on a, uh, a missed field goal. Um, that's that's what's so fun about betting ugly, though. Like, again, Chad knows the deal. There's truly nothing to gain for me for doing this podcast in my life. It's mostly negativity. But, like, the people that hit me up and reached out to me about, like, betting that Jets money line and, like, you know, the one guy I put out there, he's going to be paying for his twins diapers with like his winnings and things like that. It's honestly the best feeling. That's why like I love doing this. And like early days, I hated this job. Now I like it. Like I've shifted where I do enjoy this stuff because it is the hardest part is just getting you people that are listening to actually listen to me because we just say such crazy shit. But like, I feel like the more you listen, the more you realize that's football. It's not always like as chalky as what I just did with the Chiefs and the Bucks winning. We talked about it. we were waiting for a fluky week. We just hit it right on with the Saints. They were overvalued. The Tennessee Titans were overvalued. I mean, that we had, I think we had plus seven and a half for both those from yep, Tuesday. We did. Yep. Never in doubt. We talked during the week. The Denver and the Jets, the Denver one kind of, we talked about that. That was, that was brutal with uh, yeah. Teddy getting Teddy. hurt. But yep. I kind of knew early on in that week where the Jets were just, again, I didn't think they're going to actually win. Like, I, I believe they're going to win the value wise, but that felt like that number should be three, three and a half. So, it, it was a rare instance where we were getting crazy value just because this is how it is. People, they'll watch what happened last week. They go, oh, my God, the Jets had zero points against Denver. Who's going to bet on them? We are, Chad. That's how we make money. So this upcoming week, it's it's not going to get any prettier, people. We got some ugly home dogs that I like this week. So I'm ready to dive in if you are, buddy. Yeah, let's get to it, brother, because they're like the board, as clear as we thought the board was last week, it's so much more challenging to me this week and lines have already been moving. Like there's some obvious games where lines have moved. We'll get to all of it. First up Thursday night football, 
Los Angeles Rams at Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I'm a, it's the rare Thursday night game that I'm excited for. Interestingly, Rams opened as one point underdogs. There are some books right now where they are two and a half point favorites. Oh, love it. Let me fall right into the trap. I'll happily take the Seahawks as a home dog on Thursday night. Uh, this last time these two teams played, it was a Rams upsetting them in the playoffs in Seattle. You don't think the Seattle team has been thinking about this all week? I mean, people pointed to that the Rams would have been looking ahead to this matchup. I don't think so. I think that was just a letdown spot last week for them with Arizona. And Matthew Stafford was just not making the plays he needed to make where I felt great about him coming into this spot where the Seahawks have a banged up secondary and they haven't looked right. But man, is this is this bad for uh, the Rams? They, they're just this division is going to be really hard to read all season. Um, but on a short week, we're getting Seahawks at home and we're probably going to get plus three by the time this closes, Chad, the way this line's been moving. Of course, uh, we love the Seahawks. So I'm going to wait. Hopefully this gets to plus three. I'll have this in a couple teasers as well. We, we take the home dogs on Thursday night, especially in these situations where it's Russell Wilson. People people forget Russell Wilson is the king of comeback. So if they're down by a couple points, I have no doubt in my mind that if Russ has the ball, we're going to be able to come back and cover this number. Yeah, it's weird to me that the money is moving this number so aggressively uh, because the Seahawks were in a prime spot. You and I both love the Seahawks this past week against uh, the Niners. I had the the I did the money line Rob Ron Robin parlay. I had the Jets and the Giants. I also had the Seahawks. So even though I bet like fifteen money line parlays uh, between the Jets Giants Jets Seahawks and Giants Seahawks, I ended up making all my money back and more. Um, that was a perfect spot for them, and this feels like a perfect spot for them too. It makes no sense to me that this number would move so aggressively, but I'm happy to take it. Yeah, I think it's we talked about in the preseason. The pros have loved the Rams. That's been the darling team for a lot of professionals. They had them as their Super Bowl. They bet a lot of them bet staff for MVP. Part the pro money is coming in on them with the public money, so the bookmakers have to move it. But again, to me, that's that's gonna give advantage to us when it gets to plus three. Hey, by the way, you know which pros didn't love the Rams was me. I know you do, uh, especially compared to me. And it reminded me that this morning, uh, I wanted to go over my futures tickets. I couldn't remember all of my futures tickets. Um, and uh, I have the Washington football team 60 to one. Not going to happen. Carolina 60 to one, which is looking a little bit better. Uh, the Raiders 50 to one, Chargers 33 to one, Niners 15 to one, Bills Packers 10 to one. I'm telling you right now, Matt Mitchell, I want you to clip this. I want you to save this. I am looking at a scenario right now where it's very possible I end up with uh, both with, with the teams that I need facing each other, either in an NFC title game or an AFC title game or in the Super Bowl. I could easily see Bills Packers. Bills, Niners, Chargers, Packers, uh, Chargers, Bills, all of these scenarios playing out where they will meet each other to get to the Super Bowl or in the Super Bowl. I'll tell you right now, I think that Niners bet's dead. Maybe. It's, it's not It's not looking good. Just with Trey Lance, again, I gave him out for MVP because I was on the hype train. He, he's not uh, – he he's got a lot of great skill sets and, like, he looks like a young Kaepernick. But man, he, he's he's got some rough edges. Um, he's just very inaccurate right now. So you never know the 49ers, but in that division, yeah, I just can't see it happening. But 
I gave it out on Twitter the other day. I, I actually just bought into Dallas. I just gave them out a 20 to one to win the Super Bowl. So I you saw that. Join me or fade that chat. I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid finally. I, I would be okay taking a taste of that. Just banking on them being the one seed. We've seen it time and time again. The one seed, with, they're the only team with a buy now. That's such a huge advantage come playoff time. Little sprinkle. You liked uh, Dallas with the best record in the NFL, too. I saw that. The next game up. This is an ugly, ugly game. Sunday morning from Cheerio, London. New York Jets at Atlanta Falcons. Your native land. You're an Englishman. Jets, three and a half point dogs. This is where you get off the Jets hype train. I'm just going to stay away, but I'm, I'm going to keep drinking the Kool-Aid. Zach Wilson, love him, love him, love him, love him. Matt Ryan, hate him, hate him, hate him. I'm kidding. I, I just, I'll stay away. Like, we won't have this as our best five, but I'm going to wake up. I'll take the dog. The Jets are horrible. Atlanta's horrible. Even though Atlanta did look better last week, um, they played that Washington game tough. I just, man, I, I can't back this Atlanta team. They just have so many issues going on right now. So I'll just be the chalky play. I think it, the public's coming in heavy on the Jets. I'll ride with them. I'll take the plus three and a half. Well, look, Zach Wilson played with a fuckload of swag, right? And just was rolling out. He's got a great arm. It. It, it really felt in that game, them winning was inevitable. Their pass rush was great. Uh, Zach Wilson was finding ways to get to open receivers. Um and Matt Ryan continues to be the quarterback in the NFL who can snap a loss from the jaws of victory more often and in stranger ways than possibly any quarterback in NFL history. I mean, if they, they give you up by three touchdowns, you have no faith in that team holding that lead. They're just, they're a train wreck. New England Patriots. At Houston Texans. Now the resurgent Patriots who, with Mac Jones looking like the second coming of Tom Brady, this game opened at six. It's been pushed up to nine, largely because of the Mac Jones performance. The Texans team is dreadful. Patriots historically cover no matter what the spread is on the road when it was Tom Brady, because he is the glitch. But I don't, oh, we're not good. Dude, don't tell, don't even tell me. Don't, I'm not doing it. Yeah, nope, nope. so I'll personally, I'll personally be on Houston. Um, Patriots fans, I don't want to shit all over you guys, but Mac Jones, let's relax a little bit. The guy put up 17 points at home against arguably one of the worst banged up secondaries in all of football. Um, again, he, he looked good. He was making completions, one, three, four yards at a pop against Richard Sherman, who just got off his couch last week. But it's, um, it's this is a bad, just an ugly game. I'll take the dog. I'll take the under in this matchup. Um, Houston's not as bad as they've looked. They've, they've just had tough matchups. Um, but this kid, David Mills, is so bad. That's why I'm not forcing you to put this one in, Chad. But we'll see come Thursday. Maybe I'll get you to come to the dark side. But you, you take this home dog here. This isn't Brady and Belichick anymore. This is just Brady and, a, and a, you know, a, a, just a scrappy team. So I like the Patriots, obviously, to win this game. Maybe we'll talk about them for Survivor because this is the only time to really use them. But as an eight and a half point favorite on the road with a rookie quarterback. I don't know, Chad, I, I wouldn't, I would not be betting the Patriots here. So we'll, we'll talk on Thursday, but I'm, I'm hoping maybe I'll be able to convince you because I do like this position for Houston. Look, it's one of those things where you're, it's almost like you're not even looking at the teams. Right. And that happens all the time. You're, you're only betting the number. And again, if this was Brady with Belichick, it'd be a completely different situation. 
but it's not like you're, you're you got a road favorite getting over 70 80 percent of the money right now in the patriots this number's come down because the pros the books know the pros are going to come in on houston so i'll just wait and see what this not what this line gets up to but i'll be on houston all right all right you've kind of brought me around on that it's just you think about how bad it's a lot of points Davis Mills is as a quarterback and what he was incapable of doing. He's awful. Yeah. Really terrible. Miami Dolphins at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Another one, primetime number of skyrockets, open seven and a half. Currently Dolphins plus 10 on the road at Tampa. I mean, the Dolphins look terrible. They truly look awful. You want to get in the foxhole with me, buddy? No. Yeah. This no. is my favorite box better of the week. No! Let's climb down into the foxhole. Dolphins got embarrassed at home against the Colts. Their offense looks terrible. They're supposed to have a bunch of drama down there. They don't know who their offensive coordinator is. Let me give you a little cure to your offensive woes. You got the Bucks coming in with the 31st ranked secondary in football. Now they're all hurt. They got guys coming off the streets and Richard Sherman playing corner for them right now. This is a, this is a typical, I'm going to bet a large amount on the Dolphins. I'm going to get smoked by Tom Brady. But uh, I have to fade them after last week. It's such an emotional game for the Buccaneers. Obviously, we, we love the Bucs, and they have a ton of talent. They're just banged up right now. He doesn't have his best friend in Gronk on offense to get him out of those sticky situations on third down. And their defense is way too banged up to be favored by 10 points. So. We'll, we'll wait and see if we can get here, Chad, but I have no problem taking Miami minus 10, plus 10 and a half right now. God, it's scary. A week ago, this is where watching the games actually screws you up. Because a week ago, I would have bet the Dolphins in two seconds. I wouldn't even considered it. I'd be like, yeah, Dolphins plus 10, double the underdogs, their defense. Brian Flores is a coach, usually does really well against Tom Brady, as have previous Patriots assistants done well against Tom Brady. And I, and like, I didn't think about the banged up. Buccaneers secondary. I didn't think about no Gronk. I was only thinking about how bad Jacoby Brissett was against the Colts. No, I was, was so I, I want so bad to put this in our like survivor pool, but there's something fishy here, Chad. I could see the money line. I don't know. I, I like no. Yeah, I I bet a little on the Miami money line. It's it's just a it's a fishy game and a fishy line where. It's going to be maybe four of us betting the money line of the Dolphins, just like last week with the Jets. Like, I love being in these positions. So, it's it's an interesting matchup for sure. Next game. Philadelphia Eagles at Carolina Panthers. This is one of those games. It opened at three, got bet up to four pretty quickly, has come back down a little bit, three and a half. The Eagles, one of those teams where early in the year, we were all over them, and then sort of backed off. Then the Panthers are one of those teams that we loved, 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 loved last week against Dallas, got a little bit exposed, and now I don't know what, know what to make of either team. It's Again, it's funny. Me and Chad talk Sunday morning. I'm always freaked out because I've had so many professionals reach out to me. And I had this one pro reach out to me, and he was like, you're an idiot. You're making a huge mistake taking the Panthers. The Cowboys are the play this week. That's I hate this guy, but he's good, and – he got in my head. So people, that's why people are so mad. We'd have Carolina in our, our five picks. It was just simply because of that. I just, we switched it out. We switched it out for a dud though. We switched it out for Pittsburgh and we'll talk about them when their game comes up. Um, that was a letdown. So in this position, it's rare for me to go chalk. 
love, love, love Carolina bounce back here against an Eagles team that I feel like they gave it their all last week against the Cincinnati team, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, I should say. And their holes just keep popping up. They're missing too many pieces on the offensive line, and they don't have the defensive team to really make the stops. Again, we've we've lost our left tackle. We've lost our right tackle. We've lost, lost our right guard, and we lost our best DN in Brandon Graham. So this Eagles team has a lot of issues, and now they're going up against arguably one of the best defenses in football in Carolina in a get-right spot at home. And we've seen Carolina be dominant at home. Let's go, Chad. This 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 is gonna most likely be one of our five. We we like a bounce back spot here where a lot of people are gonna be getting off of Carolina because what you just said, they got embarrassed by Dallas. We we don't want to give up yet. We want to back this team because I, I still think they have a lot of good things about them. Yeah, I still love this team. I think they had a couple bad plays uh against the Cowboys. The Cowboys defense is just much better. It's why you've decided to bet on them to potentially win the Super Bowl. Honestly, um, the main reason is because of Dak. Uh, it's, I like betting on teams for Super Bowl. The same reason we talked about taking the Chargers with Herbert. It's go, I didn't know what that team was going to be, but if Herbert's down by a couple points and he has the ball in the fourth quarter, you feel comfortable and you feel like you're in a good position to get that touchdown or those three points. And that's how Dak's playing right now. He's literally checking into runs when he needs to. He does not care about the stats. He's just playing so clear and so smart right now where – I have to believe in this Cowboys team. I did not see Dak coming back from an injury and being on the same pace he was last year before he got hurt. Nothing's changed except their bad luck. And if McCarthy wasn't their coach, and I because I hate that guy, I'd be loading up on the Cowboys. But because I'm, I have so many questions about their head coach, I've only probably put two or three thousand on it. So it, it's again, I, I believe in this team and the Cowboys, but uh, man, a lot of questions at that head coach position. Uh. Matt Nagy, Mike McCarthy, you can only choose one. Who do you choose? The gun on the table, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I couldn't do it. If I had to pick one, I'd go Nagy, though. Um, just because I've seen him call smart offensive plays, but I've also seen him ruin two quarterbacks. So it's hard to say. Mitch Trubisky should be in the Hall of Fame. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's it. It's clear yeah. that I was on the wrong side of this debate, that Trubisky wasn't the problem, Nagy was the problem. No, he's um, going to pull a Tannehill. He's going to end up somewhere and end up be a starter. It's very possible, right? Yeah, it feels that way. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. He's going to end up being a starter in Detroit or Minnesota. <laughs> no, no. He's going to end up being Aaron Rodgers' replacement in Green Bay. That'd be amazing. And he is going to come back to haunt the Bears for the next decade. That would be because he's still young. He's like, what, 25, 26? He's a baby. Yeah. Detroit Lions at Minnesota Vikings. The Lions did not play well against the Bears. And I was uh, I was frustrated because I took the Lions plus three. Me and my buddy Matt, he was really into the Lions plus three, still sort of fading. It felt like the wrong spot to take the Lions, to be honest. And it felt like a get right spot for the Bears. I tried warning you in our pregame you did. show. You did. You tried to warn me, unconvince me, Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. at Action Network HQ. We'll go over everything. And Simon tried to warn me on the Bears. Bears um, unders, back-to-back weeks. Cha-ching. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. You did, by the way. You totally hit that. The Lions, they they aren't a good team. We've talked about this. They do have issues. I, of course, can see Minnesota bouncing back from – they literally scored seven points in the first quarter of that game and then were shut out the remainder of the game at home. Bizarre. So you do expect the Vikings to bounce back. 
We so do we so do with the Lions. The Lions aren't as bad as they played against the Bears team. They had a bunch of just really bad plays by none other than Jared Goff. So yeah, if this stays above seven, we'll be in on it. But this is one of the rare times where I like taking road divisional teams, taking their money lines. I probably won't do Lions here just because I don't think they know how to win. They seem like that team that just does not know how to win. Um, so I won't take Lions money line, but I will be taking the seven and a half. It's a great point. I um I want the Lions to be better than they are. I've sort of been turned around by this team because they're fun. yeah, they're fun. I like Jared Goff just feels like he doesn't know any better. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's kind of this geeky dude who just believes that his teams can be good, even when everyone else is like, dude, you guys aren't very good. He's bad. For the Lions, I love to root for them. Probably take him at seven and a half. I think I agree with you. Not going to be a contest play for us. Okay. That's fair. Can't do it. And now a word from our friends at FanDuel. The NFL is back and FanDuel Sportsbook wants you to get the most out of every play. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay bet with three legs or more. And if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. For example, this Thursday, I'm considering the Seahawks catching points, Russell Wilson passing yards over, and the first half under. I love betting at FanDuel because it's America's number one sportsbook app. I get paid out fast when I win, and there's no feeling like nailing a same-game parlay bet. So lock in your bets today on FanDuel Sportsbook and get up to 10 bucks back if your bet doesn't win. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? They're also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet if you prefer that. Just sign up with promo code FAVORITES, and if your first bet loses, you get up to $1,000 back in site credit. That's promo code FAVORITES. Must be up 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refunds issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlays available for multiple sports in all states on both mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Let's get back to the show. Tennessee Titans at Jacksonville Jaguars. This game opened at three. The Titans is three point favorites. Got that up to four. I, I'm, I'm, look, the Jaguars are a hot mess. They're a bad team. A coach who is, we have said from the beginning, is in over his head. And if there are odds on him not finishing the season, uh, I would have been uh, fading him finishing the season from week one. And it's not a game where like, I'm not uncomfortable betting against the home dog here, even if the line is going up a little bit. Like the Titans, I think, can get healthy quick. They actually played much better than the Jets. Like if you look at the stats, if you look at the box score, they played much, much better than the Jets and uh, had a lot of mistakes, a lot of offensive line issues, and still came a shanked 49-yard field goal away from winning that game. 
Well, Chad, you want to start betting against each other? This is one of the games we can do that on. You can take Tennessee Titans. I would take the ugly home dog and the Jaguars. I mean, it's the Jaguars are the exact right side to take. Um, but this team's a, a mess of epic proportions. Oh, they're awful. I mean, the funniest part, too, is we shit on them all preseason. And that's like my job where I am a love-hate guy. Like, I hate the Jaguars. I'm probably the only guy that's been betting them the last three straight weeks. Um, I'm back again, betting the Jaguars. Uh, home dog, divisional game, extended rest. You're, I mean, you're, hit, you're, you're hitting all the notes here. Like, you, you got players already talking to the press saying no one respects this guy in the building. You got the owner writing in his iPhone notepad and then posting it on social media, telling him, like, saying this guy needs to, like, get together and earn our trust back, all this other stuff. Don't we all know in the back of our mind, Urban did all that on purpose? I feel like he was trying to get fired. Like, he could turn it where it wasn't his fault that he got left the NFL, that the NFL didn't want him, blah, blah, blah. I can't give up yet. I, I I hated Tennessee coming in this year. Tennessee Tennessee should be one and three. Again, they stole that game from the Seahawks. I'll keep fading them. I'm happy to keep fading the Tennessee Titans here. I'll be on an island. This is literally the emphasis of pros versus Joes. Uh, only professionals will be taking this plus four on the Jaguars because this easily could be 14 nothing one minute in with the Tennessee Titans, but – I have to bet a home dog in a divisional game like this, Chad. And, you know, everything you said is right. This is like the most drama-filled worst team. So the odds of me and you making this one of our best five is pretty much zero. So I uh, I would tell people I can't fault you for taking the Tennessee Titans here. But this is a bad situation for the Tennessee Titans in a bad spot. So uh, bet at your own accord. I... um. You know, Bet Labs, which is one of the products we have at Action, which has this this database that has millions and millions of data points going back to 2003 for betting. I am going to have to look up the system that looks at uh, home dogs in divisional games and see if the theory is uh, supported by the evidence. I'm never I might want to take the Titans here. Yeah. I might want to take go against you and take the Titans based on based on. Because sometimes you got to balance. Like, sure, home dogs, divisional game, more than four. No, you're you're doing the human thing. You're saying screw the data, look at the drama, which I can't fault you. That's you're literally right. Everything we've heard has been negative about Urban Meyer the last three days. But I that's what my, makes my job so tough. I just try to have to kind of trust the data and try to play it out long term. I'm a human. <laughs> Denver Broncos at Pittsburgh Steelers. Look. Tremendous changes here because of Teddy covers. The game opened at four and a half. Now it's down to one. What is happening here? Why? By the way, it opened Broncos plus four and a half. Now it's down to Broncos plus one. Big Ben, we, we were all over the Steelers last week. It was a rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot. A rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot. We win the game with this crew of bodies right here today. Bring your game today. But someone asked everything about what we are doing to back the Steelers is when they have a great defense and a quarterback who is serviceable. Ben just looked like he needed a walker out there. I feel like that was a refs affected that game. It was 10 to seven green Bay lined up to kick a field goal. It got blocked returned for a touchdown. So it should have been 14 to 10 Pittsburgh. 
referee said the guy was off sides. He clearly wasn't. That was a bad, bad job of the refs. Green Bay comes down to kick a field goal instead. So now they're up 13 to seven. Start the ball the second half. They are now 20 to seven. That game's over. So I liked where our heads were at with taking Pittsburgh. Um, it just didn't obviously go away. Yeah, you're right. Ben's terrible. Uh, he's literally a corpse out there. We don't know what's going on in Denver. We don't if like if this is Drew Locke, are we really about to back Drew Locke on the road oh, no. against this Pittsburgh defense? So oh no, sir. Right. That's the hardest part. It's like the pro in me says, yeah, we'll take the young quarterback with the good defense. But if it's not Teddy Bridgewater, I, I, I just can't do it. So we'll, we'll wait and see. But Teddy, he got knocked out cold. He was literally knocked out of that game against Baltimore. So I'm be waiting. I'm not going to really touch this line right now. Yeah, we got to pass and wait on this one. Green Bay Packers at Cincinnati Bengals. This is going to be a good one. The Packers open as six point favorites. The Bengals won in dramatic fashion on Thursday night. The Packers continue to roll, steamrolling the Steelers, who a lot of wise guys love. This is a pros Joe's game. The lines moved to three, even though 83% of the bets are on the Packers and 60% of the money is on uh, the Bengals. Simon, do we back the Bengals at three or is the number gone? We need that three and a half. I need it, Chad. I want it bad. Uh, we love the Bengals in this position. Green Bay, they are, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I love Green Bay and I respect them. And Aaron Rodgers is incredible. Something's just not right. I feel like all of us feel that way. There's just something not right with this Green Bay team. Now they might be out their number one corner as well against this Bengals team that, man, that was a tone setter for the rest of their season coming back down 14 nothing at home in the second half. To come back and win that game against the Jaguars is just something that, you know, they might not even had that with Andy Dalton. I'm not sure Andy Dalton could have ever done that for that Cincinnati team. So it's – I'm scared because I am – it feels like I am buying high on this Bengals team. But this is a good number, three, three and a half at home against Green Bay where there's just something missing with this Green Bay team. And, again, I don't trust their defense to be able to get stopped. So – Give me, give me the plus three. Give me the plus three and a half for Cincinnati. But we're not, we're not. I, I would say we're not betting this right now. Like I would love to make this my Simon Says play, but I feel like you're gonna be able to wait and maybe get back to three and a half because I know the pros have come in very heavy on this early in the week. All the public's gonna come in later in the week on Green Bay. This is gonna be a big teaser, big money line bet for a lot of the public with Green Bay. So I, I'd advise people just to wait and hope to get that three and a half back. It's so hard to wait uh, as someone who's it watching is. these lines and you see things start to move on a Thursday or a Friday. You know, I'm on the Action Network website and the Action Network app and we can see every line. Anybody can see every line uh, for every sports book. And, and what's cool is the lines that are moving will pop up. You'll see a red box. You'll see a green box. It makes you so antsy. It's, it's like the stock is moving. You got to get in on it. That makes me nervous waiting. Why wouldn't we just let the Bengals money line? I usually, I mean, I will, but I'd have more on the three and three and a half because this, this, this is a smart number. Like it feels like Aaron Rodgers gets the ball at the end of the game and they win by a late field goal to win by two or win by three. So that that's why like of the few games, this feels like a really smart number. So I, I just, I prefer the three and a half for this one. New Orleans Saints at Washington football team. It's another really interesting game. Opened at pick, moved to one and a half. I'm going to lean Washington football team here pretty soon. Don't we love Washington here? Uh, we love Washington here. 
the scariest thing is they like you keep talking about it. And I need to start believing it. This defense, not good, not good. The D line is just not getting there. Um, a lot of issues right now. This Washington team, and that's what stinks. Is like I I love this position they're in right now, where this Saints team. Not that that Giants exposed them, but we saw it. Winston got taken out. They put Taysom Hill in, and it's just they don't have a real quarterback in for the Saints. And you know, you can say what you want about this Washington football team. Heineke's not that bad. I mean, he literally had them come back and win that game against Atlanta. So just off that, taking the home dog, I feel better about the QB situation. I'll take Washington, but it's it's another one of those where I feel like people might be able to wait because the public's going to come in so heavy on the Saints where this has already moved up to plus two now for Washington yeah. in some, certain books. So I I wouldn't rush into it, but I would definitely take Washington here. Uh. I'm with you on this one. The one thing that gives me pause is how good um, Sean Payton is off of a loss. That's true. That was with Drew Brees, though. That's why we're, we're trying to adjust here on the fly with Belichick and Sean Payton. They had two great quarterbacks for over 10 years. We, we have to start adjusting out these old, old trends we used to play off them. Very good point. Simon, that is a professional betting Point right. You know, there. I play all the angles, Chad. I'm always playing the angles, buddy. I love it. I love it. All right. All right. Can we please talk about Chicago Bears at Las Vegas Raiders? The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. Uh, this line has moved. Uh, the Bears opened at three and a half. It's now five and a half. I don't know what's causing the move, really, because the Raiders did not look good last night at all against the Chargers. They look like the Raiders team that I thought they were going to be all season, right? And can't just be, well, the Bears have Matt Nagy. It can't be anti-Matt Nagy, Justin Fields movement from betters here. <sighs> Sorry to do it, Chad. I have to fade the Bears here. We've seen a pattern when the Bears starting to develop. They're shit on the road and they're good at home. They're on the road. They're playing against a team that has one of the best home crowds now in football, the Las Vegas Raiders. I hate doing it. It's so chalky, but... I'm, I'm going to be riding with the public. I'm going to be taking the Raiders this week. I had this number at six. I loved when it opened. I thought you were getting good value. I still think you're getting pretty good value, but like you just talked about, that's that hurts the early line movement. The pros came in. They ate that number up. Now it's up to five, five and a half at certain books. Not not loving it at that value, but I, I still would have no problem taking uh, the Las Vegas Raiders at that spot. But, yeah, this is – Again, this is just a bad situation for the Bears to be walking into. They're coming off a huge divisional win at home. Now going on the road, playing a team that just lost a divisional game on the road, coming home. It's, again, Fields, he could be the change to everything, where this guy is going to be such a game changer that it sparks a whole new life into this Bears team. But then you hear Matt Nagy talk. He talks about how Andy Dalton is going to be the starter when he's healthy, when he comes back. Just completely takes all the wind out of the sails, so – I just don't like what's going on with the Bears team. I'm going to fade them in this position. So you're talking to me about emotion and situation. Talk to me about what you're seeing on the field that makes me want to fade the Bears. The biggest thing is your offensive line. Major issues, major flaws. You got away with it against Detroit because Detroit doesn't have a Max Crosby. Uh, Like they don't have these really good pass rushers like we've seen Oakland have. So 
we saw what happened with Fields against Cleveland. He got smothered when he played against legit pass rushers. I feel like that's the biggest thing for me in this game. You know, I love D-line, O-line matchups. It's one of the biggest things I feel like I get advantage on. That's what stands out in this game. It's There's going to be too many times where you're going to need Fields to make a play, and he's not going to have the time to make the plays because we've seen it already. This kid has one of the prettiest deep balls in all of football. I mean, a couple of his passes were incredible last week. But if he doesn't have the time, and we know with Fields he needs the time, that's, that's a problem. So – just the D-line, O-line matchup alone is a big, big thing to skew me towards Oakland this week or Las Vegas. You're getting there. I'm, getting, so I'm, I'm trying so hard. You're trying so hard. Uh, all right, this is one of my favorite games of the week. Cleveland Browns at Los Angeles Chargers. This game opened Browns minus one and a half. It is now uh, Chargers minus one. Simon, I don't want to hear about it. If you're not going with the Chargers in this game, you and I have to go against each other. Yeah, we're going against each other. Sorry, buddy. Tell me why. Buy low, sell high. No one thinks the Browns are good. They Everyone looks at the, the box score. They see how bad Baker was in that win. I have to have to, have to back the Browns here. Um, the Chargers are rolling right now. So people listening to this, I can't fault you at all for taking the Chargers with Chad. That's an emotional bet, though. And by the numbers, by the logic, you take the Browns in this position. They are... They're one of these teams that they've kind of proven to me that not that Stefanski is like willing to go for it, but that's what both these coaches are like. It's fourth down. They don't care. Both of them are fine putting their offenses back on the field. And I need to, I need to see more from this guy, Staley. Uh, it feels like Herbert's the one bailing them out in these games. Like that, everything of that game last night, I mean, they were just taking on water. And Herbert kind of pulled them out of it, drove the field and got a touchdown and kind of stopped the storm with uh, Las Vegas. I don't know if they're going to do the same against the Browns. The Browns, to me, are one of the best running teams in football. We've seen it with the Chargers. They they kind of put themselves in these weird third down positions. That's going to catch up to them. I, I got no problem sitting this one out, Chad. Uh, this won't be our five just because we disagree on it. But I, I will, unfortunately, be backing Baker against, you know, my favorite quarterback in football right now, Herbert. Yeah, I, I think you're overthinking it. At the end of the day, it's a it's two young, aggressive coaches. It's a good running game in the Chargers against a uh, really good running game in the Browns. Take the best quarterback at home. That's it. And like, th- th- there's no like, it, you're getting him basically to win that's what you do the better quarterback with all world receivers and a running back built like a bowling ball and a defensive line that can rush a passer who's prone to making mistakes and plays uh, and throws inaccurate balls and it doesn't scare you though this line is a minus three It doesn't scare me because it, it makes should. me feel like it should. They're telling you something by not making it minus three. We're saying basically you're overlooking this really good Cleveland team. And that's, that's the hard part about what I do. It's like Vegas, they, they get little, little crumbs, these little crumbs. You have to follow them to see what they're doing here. And this is what they're doing. They're kind of laying a trap. It feels like that's, that's another main reason I'm on Cleveland. It's because what the bookmakers are saying. Yeah. They're, they know what they're doing. They lay traps and like, this line jumped out. With the minute I saw this line, I go, ooh, I love the Chargers this week. And when I ran the numbers, I was like, oh, shit. 
the sports books, they know what they're doing. This this line should be one, maybe two at best. And it's I, I said I'm saying towards Browns, not towards the Chargers. So it's interesting the movement just because we saw what happened last night. The Chargers look like the best team of football. Like Herbert looks like one of the best quarterbacks in football. I gotta try to fade him. It's 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 in a hard life, Chad. I want to go against you, but now I'm not comfortable doing it. <laughs> That's my job. That's my job. All right, we're going to put a pin in that one. New York Giants at Dallas Cowboys. The Giants are seven-point underdogs in this game. Danny Dimes on the road is a genius. Danny Dimes coming off a big win against the Cowboys team that, to me, just gets more inflated and more inflated because all of a sudden – even professional betters are interested in buying into the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And if you're new to the show, me and Chad, all we do is bet the Giants on the road and we fade them at home. We, of course, we're betting the Giants in this position. Road dogs, seven and a half, seven. We love it. Cowboys are great. They're just overinflated right now. Their defense, I believe, has 10 turnovers, which is by far the highest in the league. It's due for regression. Uh, yeah. We, we'll, We'll take this seven and a half, but I know there's like a 90% chance I'm going to be like, I can't put this in like our best five just because how lucky do we feel last week with the Giants? They were down uh, 21 to Dude, 10. So lucky. And they came all the way back and tied it up with a two point conversion, a field goal into overtime to a touchdown. Uh, we're playing with fire a little bit, but we, we take the Giants as, as a dog on the road. This is what we do. Uh, it, this is when you and I can disagree about the Browns and the Chargers. We cannot disagree about the Giants and the Cowboys. This is when professional betters make their money. You and I can disagree about the Jags and the Titans. Should we say it's my Simon Says play? Because I feel like if you can get the seven and a half right now, you have to take it while you can. I think you got to say it. When Simon Says do it, we do what Simon Says. Yeah, Simon Says, take that seven and a half, people. Simon Says, take the Giants plus seven and a half. You're getting an overinflated Cowboys team. There's bound to be some kind of regression. This could be the week against a resurgent Giants team that always plays better on the road than at home. Buy it up like it's on sale. Giants plus seven and a half. There you go. Feels good to say it. It does. I'm totally good with that number. San Francisco 49ers at Arizona Cardinals. 49ers, five and a half point underdogs right now. Feels like we can't even really talk about this game. We just don't know enough about the quarterback situation. Yeah, wait on it. Even if if someone, if you're sitting there and you want to take the Cardinals, I, I don't know if I would hit it right now just because it's already up to five of most books. The pros, I can already tell you, I'm going to be betting the 49ers just on the hope it is Trey Lance because I, I love this kid's upside and I love the way his style matches up against this Cardinals defense where they're susceptible to running quarterbacks. That's a big red flag for this Cardinals defense. But Kyler Murray's MVP right now, Chad. So I I, I doubt me and you will have this as one of our five because it's it's scary. The, the whole 49ers secondary is banged up as well against this Cardinals offense. Too many red flags. I'll just stay away from it for now. We got to get. Yeah, I agree. We got to skip this game because we also we got to get to the Sunday night football game. Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs. Matt Mitchell's Buffalo Bills representing the Paris of Western New York. 
visiting the Kansas City Chiefs, who finally covered a game, beating the Eagles. Two and a half point favorites, three point favorites, depending on the juice. Bets on the Bills right now, 61%. Money on the Chiefs, 57%. Have the Chiefs turned the ATS corner? Are the Bills a team that looks like when they're blowing bad teams out, what they're supposed to look like? What do we think here? I buttered up Matt Mitchell because I want to hear his opinion about his Bills because they're all feeling so good. Of course, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this is such a situational play. I love the Bills. I, I just bet them they're the best record in football. But the number is now below three. We, we liked the Bills when it was above three and at three. That's a good number. Now that it's below it, we'll, we'll take the Chiefs as the home team. You know, I, I, I can't stress this enough that we know the problems of Kansas City. Okay, their defense cannot stop anybody like the Bills offense is going to cut through them so easily. This is this is a perfect matchup for this Bills team. But we saw what happens with these kind of games. This is a primetime game. I just have to trust Mahomes, who's been in the spot millions of times. And I've seen Josh Allen wilt in these positions. And we saw what happened when the last time the Bills went to Arrowhead and played. They fell apart. They could not move the ball, and the Chiefs played a flawless game and dominated them. So it's very different teams now. I know the Chiefs have lost a lot of pieces. Their O-line hasn't looked right. This is where I'm actually making an emotional bet. I'm going with the Chiefs just because I can't take a team against Mahomes. Mahomes is less than a field goal at home, unless it was Tom Brady. If it's sitting on three Thursdays on the you know Sunday night, I would stay away from the Bills and the Chiefs, but – we use FanDuel. So, yes, at FanDuel, it's still at three. As a professional, you're not getting huge advantage in this position going against either of these teams. So, but the smart side to me will just be taking Mahomes under a field goal at home. And that's why I have to do it. I mean, if you get Chiefs minus two and a half, then you should. If you can only get three or three, if you can get three, you stay away. If you get three and a half, you take the Bills. Exactly. This is a field goal game. A lot of my teasers are going to be tied toward the Bills. I, I, I can't see the Bills getting blown out against this Chiefs defense. But also, I just can't see how the Chiefs lose this game. This is just – it's just hard to bet against Mahomes where the only losses they've had this season are self-inflicted wounds. So I'll take the minus two and a half. All right, minus two and a half if you can find it. Minus three, stay away. Plus three and a half, take the bills. Monday Night Football. Indianapolis Colts at Baltimore Ravens. The Colts are now seven-point underdogs on the road against the Ravens. I don't have a strong opinion about this game. In fact, it's completely uninteresting to me. I get it. I'll, I'll take the Colts here just because their defense is so good. But right. I like I got burned bent against Lamar last week. Lamar beats up bad teams. He's winning at, I believe, a 78% now against teams below 500. He's unbelievable, so... It's a weird line. I, I'm so, I'm shocked they didn't hang at seven and a half just because I'm not sure how much money will be coming in on the Colts and Carson Wentz, but I'll be one of them. It's just that it's a big, big game to have a field goal. I mean, a touchdown spread when it's just two really good defenses. Like this Colts defense is for real. I feel like not enough people realize that. So not, not one of our best five, but I do like the Colts in this position. Dude, I don't even know if we have five right now. No, probably not. Again, there's just too much uncertainty. Like there's too many injuries and different things right now early in this week, which usually I would have a bunch of lines I really like and I've already bet. 
there's just too much. There's too many. Like, I'm not sure what quarterback's playing for which team and what's going to happen early, later in the week. So it, it's it's definitely tough picking five here on Tuesday. Like right now, we like the Giants. By the way, Giants, Simon says, maybe we'll end up liking the Washington football team. We want that to move. The Bengals, we probably are going to end up liking the Bengals. Carolina minus three and a half. Foxhole, Miami plus 10 against the Buccaneers. Not a lot that we love. We're going to need to expand the field a little bit on Thursday. and see No, how that's what we out. need. We need a week we're not that much in love because we've been in love all these weeks. We're just like slowly treading water. We need we need a five and a week. We do. And if the Bills do get the three and a half, we, we like that number a lot. We just, we just don't like it where it's sitting at three. On Thursday, we will narrow the slate down. We will get our big balls better the week. We will have Seth Wickersham from ESPN, author of the Patriots Dynasty book. It's better to be feared. We got a full show already scheduled for Thursday. It's amazing. And Chad, you forgot to mention our, our good friend, Sean Zarillo, dropped the baseball show on the Action Network podcast. People, it's playoff time. Me and Chad had him on in May. I bet Houston at 25 to 1. Milwaukee at 50 to 1 to win it all. And my man, he gave out Vladdy to lead the league in home runs. His last at bat in the eighth inning, he hit his 48th home run to tie the MLB league. So I bet, I think it was like 50 bucks to win 2,500. Yeah, Sean came in big. You guys got to check him out on Twitter. Oh my God, you are so good at this media business. Sean Zarillo, who, by the way, he will be on our baseball show, Payoff Pitch, Action Network HQ, all during the playoffs. I'll tweet his handle out too. Uh, I'll post my tickets and tweet his handle out. That is the nicest thing you can do. He's going to love that. This is The Favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. We will be back on Thursday. Break it down even more. Get the slate even juicier. Figure out which games we love. See who the wise guys are calling Simon about to say, we love this pick, we hate this pick. See who's going to be quarterback and teams, how the lines have moved off of news and injuries. Download the podcast from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, love you. Love you.